The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Prescription for Success with your host, Dr. Emil Haldi. Each week, we come through the myths and facts about health and wellness in order to bring you the best advice and the right information that you need to live an incredible life. Now, here is Dr. Emil Haldi. Welcome to Prescription for Success. I'm your host, Emil Haldi. Thank you for joining us. I have a very special show today where I will be sharing my personal story about heavy metal toxicity journey. I think this is a topic that everyone should be aware about because it impacts millions of Americans and also millions of people worldwide. In my opinion, it's the most undiagnosed condition that leads to various nonspecific symptoms that are mistaken for other conditions. I was first diagnosed with mercury toxicity in January 2017. At that time, I felt mental fog, low energy, neuropathic pain, and numbness in my fingers and all over the body. Now that I have become an expert in this field, I want to share with you that it can help you first get properly diagnosed, and second, give you tools to overcome and beat this condition. So I've titled today's show, The Personal Side of Heavy Metal Toxicity. I am super excited to share this information with you and also with my best friend, my partner in life, my wife, Sabrina Haldi. She will be interviewing me today. Sabrina is the best person to interview me because she has been next to me through my ups and downs, and believe me, there were quite a few of those. She's also my business partner and holds the role of a chief operating officer at Haldi Pharmaceutical. Besides being the best wife ever, she's a brilliant <laughs> operations professional. Sabrina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Emil. Really good to be here. Well, I'm thrilled you're here. So, and I'm super excited for us to talk uh, about our personal journey, uh, about the, pers- the journey of heavy metal toxicity where you get a chance to interview. So this is one more thing we get a- an opportunity to do together. I know, growing together all the time. (laughs) So, um, heavy metal toxicity is a tremendous topic out there, and I know you've prepared some wonderful questions to ask me, so let's roll with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Emil, for that wonderful introduction. Um, So, if you could share with us, how big of a problem is heavy metal toxicity? Well, in, in my opinion, as I mentioned earlier, it's the biggest undiagnosed epidemic out there. Um, let's think about it logically. Almost every person I, I speak to that's concerned about heavy metal toxicity or mercury toxicity has amalgam fillings. In fact, dental amalgam fillings are in the mouths of 50% of Americans. So 50% of Americans have fillings that are 50% mercury in their body. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're a fish lover, just like I used to be, we are ingesting mercury because our fish is contaminated. So we have a double attack, if you will. If you have dental fillings, you're exposing yourself to mercury. And if you are a fish lover, you are exposing yourself to additional mercury. So it's one of the biggest undiagnosed epidemic out there. And besides mercury, there are other heavy metals that are hitting our body from all over the place. But mercury is certainly the most studied and the most uh, uh, toxic substance that we're exposed to. I see. And which heavy metals will you be focusing on in our discussion today and why? So we'll, we'll, we'll obviously talk about mercury. We'll touch on lead. We could talk about cadmium and also aluminum. 
Uh, those are all important topics, and, th and there are way more heavy metals, and uh, we'll have follow-up discussions um, uh, at a different date, but today we'll just talk about three or four heavy metals that, that, that are most studied and most important. Right. Can you share with us, in terms of mercury toxicity, what are the sources uh, that you can get mercury toxicity from? Well, let's just go back to the original um, discussion. Definitely mercury amalgam fillings. Uh, it's a big, big source of toxicity, right? Second is if you're a fish lover and if you love especially large fish, mm -hmm. please, please, please reevaluate your dietary habits. So why is large fish the source of mercury? So let's think about volcanoes or um, um, plants that are emitting mercury into the atmosphere, right? That mercury lands in our oceans or, or uh, seas. It uh, lands into the small fish, and then the small fish is eaten by large fish, and then large fish is the most toxic in mercury. Large fish such as tuna, swordfish, shark. If you like that fish, just like I used to, you are exposing your body to a lot of mercury over time. Absolutely. Actually, if you are uh, one of you know our friends that we're going out to dinner with at the restaurants, I can tell you that Emil would never order uh, tuna or swordfish. Those are the ones that are the kind of uh, carry the most uh, mercury toxicity. Can you tell us uh, and the listeners what kind of fish is kind of a safer choice if you were to go and, and purchase fish on, you know, like we do at Costco or, you know, go to restaurants and things like that? Yeah, well, you are right. When we go out to restaurants, you, you will not see me order tuna fish anymore. I used to. <laughs> so the, the safer choice is small fish, uh, like, for example, sardines or a fish that fits on your frying pan. Uh, that's a safe choice. And the reason for that, that that fish has a, sardines, for example, have thousand per, uh, times less mercury than swordfish or shark. So it's a pretty big distinction as far as the uh, load. Uh, it's also okay to eat Alaskan wild salmon. That's something that we buy a lot and we, uh, we uh, serve to Absolutely. our as well. Mm -hmm. and, and we love that fish. Uh, there are also additional sources of Sabrina of mercury that I want to mention. People think that, oh, if I don't eat fish, if I'm a vegetarian or I don't have amalgam fillings, I'm totally okay. Well, unfortunately, not in the 21st century because we have the advantages of living in the most advantage, adva advanced age ever. And we pay the price. And the price for that is toxicity of various chemicals. So even some household items, for example, light bulbs, um, some of the light bulbs have mercury in it. So if you break the light bulb and you start cleaning it up inappropriately, you are exposed to the vapors of mercury and uh, it's accumulating in your body. There are other mm -hmm. household items, even some cosmetic products that have mercury in it. Mm -hmm. Wow. And also you mentioned that you had aluminum toxicity as well. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? I know you mentioned that if you're actually just touching aluminum foil, that it can go into your bloodstream and also kind of create toxicity for you as well. Yeah, aluminum is, is a very interesting substance. It's uh, m mostly kind of ignored by traditional uh, medicine, I would say. Um, it's, it's a heavy metal in many ways, uh, and uh, it actually, by accumulating in, accumulating in your body, it creates an environment for other heavy metals to sort of come and join the party. But you can get aluminum from, from the foil. You could get aluminum from cans. Uh, you could get aluminum from water. So there are plenty, plenty of sources. Uh, and also deodorant. Correct, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you and I know that in our household, we kind of did a revamping as, of our far, as far as our deodorants go. Go ahead and tell the audience about that. Actually, and, and it's actually kind of an interesting story because, you know, we looked for deodorant that 
uh, would be as effective as regular deodorants that's aluminum free. But we had a hard time finding the actual brands that we uh, felt were effective. So it is something that you may need to experiment with a few brands. But once you do find it, uh, it's always the healthier choice to pick a deodorant that is aluminum free uh, because health comes first. So you always want to go with the healthier option. Absolutely. So uh, it's a very common additive in the deodorant. So most of the Americans use aluminum-containing deodorant. So we do encourage you to get an aluminum-free deodorant because aluminum is building to many conditions, one of them being Alzheimer's. We certainly don't want to get that type of a nasty condition. So avoid aluminum at all costs if possible. So, Emil, I know we've been on this journey for several years now. I have um, have seen you kind of come from you know, uh, hitting, I guess you could say, your low in terms of your health uh, back in 2017, which is why you started going and trying to kind of find out what's going on with your health. Can you tell us how you embarked on this uh, Mercury journey and uh, just tell the audience how you kind of fell on this? Yeah. Well, this is actually one of the first times I'm speaking about it publicly. And I was diagnosed with the mercury toxicity, I found out about mercury toxicity in the most unlikely way. And as you know, Sabrina, we were uh, platinum partners with Tony Robbins. And during our um, time together with Tony, when we were traveling the world, Tony himself was struggling with heavy metal toxicity. So he brought the awareness uh, to me. And uh, at that time, I was already starting to feel that something is wrong and I need to kind of get evaluated further. So I went to my doctor and I said, uh, would you please test me for mercury toxicity? And the response that I received was absolutely shocking to me. Uh, I said, he said to me, I do not know how. And I want to tell you that uh, as a doctor of pharmacy, as a pharmacist, I had a very smart doctor. Uh, and uh, after going back and forth, he realized that he needed to test my blood. He tested me and calls me back a week or two later and says, look, Emil, your blood level is 31, normal is 5 or below. Uh, so I know you are toxic, but I'll be honest with you. I do not know what to do with you. So, and this is an honest doctor. I said, thank you so much. I appreciate your honesty. And trust me, he was a really, really good traditionally trained physician. So at that time, I realized that I need to, to mat- take matters into my, my own hands. And I started looking for different specialists, fun- functional medicine specialists, detox experts. And I found this physician who was considered to be a celebrity physician in New York City and Manhattan. Uh, but, I remember. Yes. Yeah. And, and he was actually considered to be the expert, so we kind of trusted him in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So, and I could tell you my journey with that physician uh, I, uh, actually hurt me. And uh, I, I'll, I'll put it very mildly. I thought at one point I was dying because I, w- I was getting inappropriate treatment. So, because at the at the time you went to him, you still had amalgams in your mouth. We still didn't know much about uh, what causes mercury toxicity, what it was even. Uh, you know, if you look at conventional medicine, you have conditions that there's a ton of things that everybody knows about, even uh, terrible conditions like cancer or uh, different types of pains and, and so forth. You can at least identify what is it that you have. There is tons of research out there, but when it came to your... Uh, mercury toxicity, this is something very new, not only for you, but also for some of the doctors we were speaking to. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. It was, uh, for me, I was absolutely shocked. And of course, my symptoms being foggy and and pain, uh, which didn't help. So it made this journey very difficult. But imagine this, that whenever you have amalgams, if you have uh, 
fillings in your mouth that are 50% mercury, one of the biggest rules is to never to administer a drug that pulls mercury out of your body because you're pulling mercury out of your fillings and basically reintoxicating yourself. And this well-known physician actually administered IV treatments to me that were reintoxicating me. So I was actually getting much worse. And he meant well, uh, but I do remember seeing your health decline tremendously. We couldn't understand why. Uh, so luckily, because you are uh, an expert in healthcare and and you were kind of intuitively trying to kind of look for uh a, a better solution. I remember you investigated and kind of left no rock unturned. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. yeah. So this is when I realized when I saw this uh, famous physician and I realized that I had to become my own doctor because uh, I, I was getting a lot of conflicting information and worst of all, it was conflicting with my body and I was feeling worse and worse. So I started studying. I left no rock unturned. I uh, looked at studies I actually reached out to experts and spoke to different experts. I watched uh, interviews online. And what I found out that there really there are very, very few people who could qualify to be called uh, a mercury or heavy metal detoxification expert. And what I did was I created a, a protocol that worked for me. Because at the end of the day, what's important is that you're able to maintain the quality of life through your detox journey. Because that detox journey is a lifestyle. Uh, it, it, it's intense. There are a lot of, a lot of ups and downs and it's multiple adjustments. Um, and I've created my own protocols. And that's what a well-qualified practitioner should be doing for you if you have mercury toxicity. Absolutely. And can you share with the listeners, how did it affect your physical, emotional, professional life? Oh, boy. So initially, as I shared with you my symptoms, it, it, it was a... Uh, uh, an interesting journey to say the least, and I'm sharing this publicly, as I mentioned, one of the first times, it, it was uh, it was difficult, you know, you, where, when you, you have mental brain fog or you pain all over the body, and uh, pretty much your markers, your lab results are okay, right? But uh, it's difficult for, to function and maintain your regular quality of life. So as I started uh, recovering and slowly decreasing my mercury burden in a very gentle um slow way, my symptoms started alleviating. And uh, I'm now about two years into the process. I probably will spend uh, uh, at least a year detoxing more and for the lifetime. So uh, my symptoms, I know the brain fog was the first one to go, which is excellent. And this is the marker of correct mercury detox. It's not only in me, it's in most patients. If you're experiencing brain fog uh, and you're getting treated by the right professional, it will lift first. And that's beautiful. And then slowly but surely, other symptoms start uh, improving. You start getting more energy. Mercury is interestingly affecting our hormones as well. So in some people, it hits uh, on your testosterone, your estrogen. So if you're experiencing fatigue, and most mercury toxic people, heavy metal toxic people experience fatigue, as you decrease your level of or that burden on your body, your hormones improve, which is uh, absolutely beautiful. You start, you start feeling more energy, more joy, more happiness, uh, and just Waking up in the morning is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Actually, we have uh, a doctor friend who is a dentist, and he deals a lot with amalgams, probably even still to today. And he has a terrible case of MS. Can you talk about some of the symptoms and conditions that mercury causes? 
Yeah, mercury, it's one of those things that if I tell you it causes probably 100 or 100 plus conditions and symptoms, and it's very nonspecific, you, 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 you will raise your eyebrows. But I will tell you, if it was that specific and that easy to diagnose, everyone would, everyone would know about it. Uh, it causes a lot of nonspecific symptoms, leaves no body part untouched. So literally from head to toe, if you talk about, let's say, symptoms starting from the head, uh, mental fog, headaches, anxiety, let's come down a little bit in, uh, as far as an, our anatomy. Some people experience hypertension, which is high blood pressure. Some people experience difficulty breathing, neuropathic pains, pains all over the body, uh, or nerve pain. Joint pain is a very common condition. Low libido, low sex drive. Some people experience a lot of GI symptoms because mercury gets deposited in your uh, GI system. Um, Balance is an issue for some people. So there are so many, so many conditions. And it really, in my opinion, as a, as a great masquerader, it mimics other conditions so well. So, for example, nasty conditions such as MS. There are cases that are documented out there that people detox from mercury and their MS goes away. Uh, That's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, so at the very least, I tell um, my patients and, and doctors when I lecture the doctors that at the very least, it contributes to the really bad conditions and maybe even causing it because there are cases documenting that once you get rid of the toxicity, the condition goes away. So it's a tremendous condition that people should be really seriously aware about. You mentioned a dentist and that particular dentist has been a dentist for a career, quite a few years, and he's yes. working with Amalgam and we uh, approached them and, and, and exposed, the, shared the data to him that that's out there, that there are MS symptoms that are caused by mercury. Uh, I know the dentist that worked on me to remove my amalgam fillings told me that he was toxic himself by working with the fillings and his patients. So he didn't even have mercury fillings in his mouth. By being a dentist, he was exposing himself and he had to go through a detox protocol. So my message to the dentists, if you are working with amalgam fillings, please test yourself. And there are correct ways to test ourselves. We'll talk about it towards the end of the program. But please test yourself with a correct practitioner, with the right practitioner, so you know that you're not exposing your own body while helping other patients. And actually, also, if you do have amalgams in your mouth, there's a particular way to remove them. They're just a general uh, kind of dentist that doesn't specialize in this is probably not the best way to go. Can you uh, yeah. give some advice on that? Yeah, so there is a, uh, it's, it's actually very, very important if you are listening to the program and you have amalgam fillings, please do not make any quick, rash decisions. Those fillings, amalgam fillings, if you need to remove them, it's your personal decision, but they need to be removed by the right type of dentist, dentist who's trained to properly remove them from your body. So they use special equipment and special te techniques. One of the techniques, there are several out there, is called SMART safe mercury amalgam removal technique where they actually have special um, filters and special suction and special equipment that they put ar around the teeth to protect you because when they're drilling that amalgam out, there are a lot of vapors that you could be exposed to. Uh, so, so you don't inhale those vapors. They want to protect you and they actually protect themselves. So if you go to a regular dentist and you ask them to remove amalgam mercury, you will be exposing yourself to even more mercury because without proper precautions, you'll be getting additional vapors. Most of the toxicity happens when you put amalgam fillings in and when you remove it. So removing it with the right dentist is really, really important. 
Yeah. Actually, you could probably research some dentists online, uh, but I think we also have a few friends that do this type of thing uh, that we met at a, a previous conferences. So if you are interested in finding out some names, uh, you know, of course, we vet anybody that we work with. So uh, feel free to, to uh, call our pharmacy. We'd be happy to help you out. Um, so Emil, can you tell us, uh, in terms of symptoms, you mentioned that there's brain fog, there's neuropathic pain, uh, and so forth. Can you mention also uh, what is the uh, kind of protocol that you have in place for uh, diagnosing and testing and so forth uh, if you are feeling some of those symptoms? Yeah. Uh, great question, Serena. So first I would say if you suspect that you are mercury toxic, you need to make sure that you find yourself the right practitioner, someone that will guide you, someone that will be there to advise you, someone who's done it before, um, someone who possibly has been through the journey himself or herself. So that's really, really important. You will experience a number of uh, ups and downs, and trust me, there will be ups and downs if you are mercury toxic, so you absolutely need to be guided by the right practitioner. The second thing that most likely a practitioner will do, they will start with testing you. And there are multiple ways to test. Um, There are more expensive ways. There are more invasive ways to test. There are ways to test you if you have amalgam fillings in, if you don't have those in. So those are all, all important factors. How do we test you? First, I would say you know, your practitioner will evaluate your symptoms, your medical history. Um, they will check your dental history. Did you have amalgams previously? Were they removed properly? Because even at the smallest speck left in your mouth by improper removal potentially will cause problems during your treatment. So all important factors. So we could test your blood. But blood really is not diagnostic. What that means is it's not telling us much because if you were exposed acutely, we will see a high level in in blood. But if you are exposed chronically, let's say you've been eating fish for 10, 15 years, you have amalgam in your mouth for 10, 15 years, you have chronic exposure. So mercury and other heavy metals have parked very nicely in your body. So they are distributed in tissues. Lead, for example, is... uh, residing very proudly and very happily in bones. Mercury is residing in tissues. Uh, GI tract is one of them. It's reside, it resides in lungs um, and uh, re- connective tissues. So those will not be found on your blood test. So one of the things we do, it's a very inexpensive, uninvasive way to test your hair. Hair is an extension of your tissues. So it gives us an idea what type of uh, exposure you have. And if you're really toxic, you will see that your heavy metals are very high on a hair test. That means your body's trying to get rid of them. But what's interesting is if it's low, it doesn't mean that you don't have heavy metals. Because remember I told you heavy metals or mercury, for example, is a great masquerader. So when you look at the um, hair test, it's really, really important to make sure that's interpreted by the right professional. And one of the ways to look at it is to look at the minerals. So what mercury does is uh, it causes mineral derangement. So that means your minerals are completely off. Right. So that's actually very interesting. So what you're saying that if you do a blood test, it may not be the most accurate test. That doing a hair test would be much more accurate. Uh, But even there, it's kind of uh, a little bit harder to tell because the mercury hides in your muscles and in your different organs. Is that right? Correct. So blood test is just a, uh, is one of the tests. It gives you, gives you 
uh, some sort of a picture in the hands of the right professional. The hair test is an additional picture. So it's we're kind of creating a story for the patient, right? What's interesting about the hair test, it only gives you the, the methyl mercury, which is the fish mercury. So that's why the professional has to really evaluate the patient. Do they have amalgam fillings? Do they eat a lot of fish? Um, have they been exposed recently? So there are a lot of factors to consider. Now, something else to consider about minerals, and this is kind of the common sense uh, of medicine, right? If mercury or other heavy metals cause mineral derangement, so what's happening is your minerals in your system are not in balance. And there are some key, very common minerals that are important to have in balance. Otherwise, your, your whole system becomes... Um, concerned and, and, and you start coming up with symptoms that are coming out of nowhere. So magnesium, for example, is one of the minerals, right? If your magnesium is, is out of balance, your body will start grabbing heavy metals such as mercury and inserting them into the cells so that it could function to the best of its ability. So it's basically our body trying to survive. Uh, so therefore, when the right professional looks at your uh, hair test, that's something that's going to be pretty apparent. That's going to be... Um, by looking at the hair test, your blood test. And it's going to paint kind of a full picture as far as where you are health-wise. Exactly. Excellent. So I would love to hear uh, what are kind of your results for you to kind of share with with the listeners as far as kind of what you saw and, and paint a picture of kind of what your kind of test results look like because they've changed and evolved so much over the past uh, several years. Uh, so we'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So first of all, my first test that I did on myself was blood test. And it was, as I mentioned, it was 31. So that told me there was an issue. Then I put it together with my amalgam fillings. I had quite a few of those. I know. So I, I knew that I had mercury in my body, in my mouth. And I, and I also knew that I loved fish. I was always a healthy eater. And uh, for protein, I would eat fish, thinking that was the healthiest choice around. So that's the picture coming together. As I went and done my diagnostic test, my second diagnostic test uh, that I do not recommend um, right now as the primary diagnostic test is the challenge test. So the doctor administered a uh, chelating agent to me through an, uh, IV, um, through an IV treatment, and we basically measured how much mercury is excreted in the urine. And uh, to tell you the numbers, uh, when I first looked at it and my, my doctor looked at it, I said, this is the, one of the highest I've seen in my career. Normal is to have th a three or below on your urine challenge test in your body. My number was 91. So it was wow. 30 yeah. times normal uh, of exposure. So, But I actually want to say again, I do not recommend that test as a primary diagnostic test. Uh, it needs to be properly guided as far as your testing by the right practitioner. I remember that test actually made you more sick uh, and it wasn't administered at the right time. Yes, so it's extremely important that you're guided by a professional that is an expert in this field and that knows what they're doing. Absolutely. I cannot stress that enough. This is uh, the first thing that you need to do if you are suspecting that you're mercury toxic. Uh, Sabrina, I hope you're having as much fun as I am talking about this because I think we're getting a lot of very vital information out to our listeners. Uh, we'll have even a deeper and more meaningful discussion after the break, but we'll be Absolutely. right back after these messages.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Haldi Pharmaceutical Compounding is one of the nation's top compounding pharmacies. We work with medical professionals as well as consumers, both human and veterinary. If you're a patient or a doctor and need to consult us, please call us for a free consultation. Additionally, you may purchase carefully selected quality brand supplements and vitamins at discounted prices at hcompound.com. To schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Haldi or one of our associates, please email us at wellness at hcompound.com or call us at 646-650-5040. You can also check us out at hcompound.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Prescription for Success. If you'd like to reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to wellness at hcompound.com. Now back to Prescription for Success. Welcome back to Prescription for Success. This is your host, Emil Haldi. Today, I have the most important guest with me. My best friend, my partner in life, my wife, Sabrina Haldi. Today, we're talking about the personal side of heavy metal toxicity. Sabrina has been next to me through all ups and downs of the heavy metal toxicity journey, and she is here to interview me to give you the personal story behind the scenes and to to have you understand how much of an epidemic that is out there. So if we help at least one person today, we've accomplished our job. Uh, Sabrina, I'm having a lot of fun exposing this information and sharing this with our audience. What about you? Absolutely. Thank you, Emil. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're sharing your story. Uh, Like you said, I think that there are a lot of people out there that might have some of your symptoms and may not know what to do. They go doctor to doctor, and uh, maybe the results come back uh, all okay, but they're still feeling some of your symptoms, uh, fatigue, neuropathic pain some of the stuff I've experienced with you over the past several years. So I'm happy we're being able to get this information out. Absolutely. Sabrina, we are getting some questions here. How do you find the right dentist? And I want to give uh, folks out there a website, an organization that has dedicated itself to proper uh, dental process or procedures and, and to detox people of amalgams and to help them remove amalgams properly. It's, it's called International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, and their website is iomt.org, iomt.org. Go to that website if you're looking for the, uh, proper, for the properly trained dentist in your area. Uh, you could search uh, for the list of dentists and uh, research and see if they're the right fit for you. Absolutely. So Emil, so you shared with us about kind of the tests that you should be doing uh, in order to get uh, the right diagnosis. Uh, Can you share uh, with the listeners about the emotional component of what you've been through? Because I've been through it with you for the past several years. I definitely know that this takes a huge toll on you emotionally as a man and how you feel about uh, how you show up to life, uh, so to speak. Uh, can you tell the audience or the listeners what 
what it is that you experienced? Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That's a question. That's a good question. <laughs> so I could tell you uh, Mercury is a great masquerader of uh, symptoms that cause a lot of emotional issues, right? And in every person, it's very different. Uh, so, for example, some people causes anxiety, and some people causes the, it causes depression, and others it's neuropathic pain, etc. Most common symptoms out there that people complain about is the emotional type of symptoms. It's anxiety or depression or sadness or low enthusiasm in life or basically low cells of well-being. And I could tell you, luckily, I was spared for the most part of the major emotions, emotional issues such as depression or anxiety. But I, it was, I was not untouched, especially yes. how uh, when, when you're affected by uh, brain fog and pain all over the body and uh, um, numbness. And at one point, actually, I was thinking to myself, and you remember this, that I, yes. I was thinking that I have a MS because uh, the numbness in my uh, hands and feet was pretty consistent with the, the, the MS symptoms. So this was a tough journey. And you went, you went to doctors and they came back to you and said that you're fine, but you still felt those symptoms. So you weren't going crazy. You knew what you were feeling, but we just didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I do know now where it's coming from. It's coming from mercury toxicity and a lot of people who are experiencing the same and maybe even unfortunately get diagnosed incorrectly because I know there are cases that were written about where people got detoxed and the uh, diagnosis went away. Doctor said, well, you know, um, that was a misdiagnosis or you got better. So for me, it, it, it was uh, one of the most difficult journeys of my life, Sabrina, as you know. Uh, this uh, was difficult because you know that you are not functioning at your best. And uh, even though you understand that, yes, this is caused by mercury and all the tests are coming back within normal and you're getting cleared by different specialists, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing is not normal. And, right, absolutely. Uh, I remember, um, you know, the meal that I married uh, in 2012. Uh, you were very vibrant, energetic. Uh, you had a zest for life. And then uh, leading up to your diagnosis, I did notice that there was kind of um, lower energy. You were kind of feeling a particular way. You couldn't place exactly why or what. Uh, you even, we were filling out a form when we were going to one of the kind of health practitioner things and, and you put in there that I'm experiencing a lot of brain fog. So you were very clear that those were kind of symptoms that you were experiencing and I've been noticing those things in you. Uh, and uh, luckily we actually figured out why exactly you were feeling that. Um, can you uh, tell the listeners uh, what about kind of uh, how how did that impact your relationships? Uh, the people, your friends, obviously your family. Yes, Sabrina, I remember those times when I went to, to uh, my doctor and I was listening, yes, brain fog. And uh, what's interesting is it was so easy for the practitioners to say, well, it's because of stress. It's because you're not sleeping enough. It's because you're getting older. Or whatever the issue was, right? But uh, that was not the cause. And uh, I could tell you, em emotionally, I couldn't really place it. I know, I know people who searched for many, many years uh, for the right answers. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and I remember, actually, uh, the impact of that, even in terms of your relationships. Like, you uh, kind of 
were more sedentary, you could say, you didn't feel like going out as much. Uh, can you just elaborate more on, on how did that impact our relationship and uh, other relationships? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, truly the personal side of heavy metal toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, all the details, please. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> well, I, I could tell you um, it, it, it was an interesting times. And from what I mean by that is that you know um, intellectually the reason why you're not feeling well. But also the reason is not as visible to other people, right? You, you're healthy. You don't have a major uh, health diagnosis that has been accepted uh, as a bad diagnosis. Most people, when you say, oh, I have mercury toxicity, the next question is, how'd you get it? Because people don't realize how much of an issue it is out there. So, yes, I had low energy, low enthusiasm. I had... Um, I'll be honest to say I had less of a relationship with my kids because I was not as energetic and uh, was not as uh, playful with them. I, I'm pretty sure I had less of a relationship with my wife because I had no energy and no desire, no oomph for life uh, as much as I used to. Because um, it also affects your hormones as well. It, it, exactly, exactly. So that, that's a major part. And what's, what's amazing is that the world out there does not recognize this as a, re- a real condition. Even medical practitioners, a lot of times, don't look at this as a real condition. So, uh, so when you are facing it, your relationships, sort of, in many cases, take a back step. Even your personal, the best relationships of your life, such as your kids, your wife, your family, because you're dealing with something and uh, you're heavily toxic, it really puts a filter on your eyes or your, uh, or your eyeglasses. And I'll be honest with you, even from my perspective, uh, it was very difficult for me to understand it uh, as well, because, you know, like I mentioned before, if it's a condition like, you know, cancer or diabetes or heart disease, those are conditions, right? So, you know a lot about it, but I was never exposed to, I'm not in the medical profession in terms of being a medical profession, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, so... Uh, you know, I didn't know that uh, mercury toxicity could affect the body in such a uh, kind of intense way, if you will. And uh, as somebody that supported Emil through the process, while, of course, I uh, empathized with how he was feeling, I still didn't really fully understand it until we started doing all of this research and we started seeing other patients that were feeling the same conditions. And I remember actually what was so kind of shocking to me was when we spoke to that one um, doctor that said, I don't even know how you're like functioning with your levels. I would say that you probably would be bedridden right now, not being able to move. And I remember you sharing some of the stories with some of the patients that we've had that, you know, they literally couldn't move out of bed, uh, that their levels were that, that high. Yes. Yeah. It, it's actually amazing. Um, one of the practitioners that helped me through my detox journey, when she saw my levels, she said, I honestly have, you, you should be homebound. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm running a company and, and uh, I have an active life, you know, and I, and I really tried hard at that time to have an active life. And uh, there are a lot of things happening on, on the business side as well. But it's interesting that with levels like that, a lot of people are homebound. And uh, it's definitely, definitely was affecting every area of my life. 
and and in practical terms, I've seen the transformation. Um, I remember when you went to that uh, first doctor, the one that uh, kind of started treating you before you removed your amalgams, which was not a good idea, uh, and how that treatment went for you because you also used uh, IV treatment. Now you've uh, perfected your protocol and you're using oral medication, which is much easier in your body, which uh, would be one of my follow-up questions I'd like for you to talk about what is your protocol and uh, the treatment plan. But essentially now you have so much more energy. You are like completely vibrant. You go to the gym, you work out, you pump iron, <laughs> you, changed, <laughs> you, you changed your diet. You know, now you're eating plant-based diet and I see the liveliness and vitality in you. So, you know, on the other side of this uh, kind of tunnel, you see all the rainbows and, all of the success. So that's wonderful that you've been able to come on the other side of it so that anyone that is experiencing what you're, what you did go through, you can kind of give them your hand and, and walk them through the process. Yeah. Uh, well said, Sabrina. Absolutely. This was a, a, a you know, I keep saying it's a journey and I, I had to develop, I was forced to develop my own protocol. I spoke to so many experts and, uh, my goal was to come up with a protocol that's very gentle on your body and you're able to maintain the quality of life. Uh, there are people who go through a detox process and they are, um, they're not sensitive. They just eliminate mercury and they do fine with various treatments, but there are also very sensitive individuals as far as detox. And for me, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I was, I was very sensitive to as far as uh, heavy metal detox. And uh, of course, my level were su- levels were super high, so uh, that contributed to my sensitivity. So the protocol that I've come up with has uh, basically three R's, right? Uh, it's removing the toxic source. That's number one. The first R, replenishing and healing your body. That's your second R. And removing metals from the body or detoxing. That's the third R. So let's talk about each one of those R's in, uh, in greater detail. So first, removing the toxic source. If you have amalgam fillings, we need to remove those. If you have a uh, high consumption of fish, we need to reevaluate your dietary habits. So if, if you're eating uh, shark, tuna, swordfish, or other large fish that's been documented to be contaminated in mercury, we need to adjust your diet. Um, if you're exposed through your occupation to some sources of mercury, we need to uh, see the ways to protect you. So those are the three major components. There are other factors. I'm trying to be brief here for the purposes of of this short discussion. As I mentioned previously, if you go to the dentist to remove your amalgams, you have to go to a properly trained dentist. And in terms of uh, kind of what we do, obviously we own a compounding pharmacy. Um, and kind of having the right protocol in terms of medications uh, because there are different options out there. Uh, And the reason that you chose the option of doing oral medication versus IV, there is a methodology behind that. Can you explain that to the listeners, why you chose that and what is your kind of medical protocol? Yes. So if you think about um, IV medications, you administer a very high dose of the medicine through uh, through vein in your body, right? And the medicine goes in your body over a period of, let's say, minutes to uh, maybe an hour. So a very high dose is dumped into your system, and it's basically pulling, because we administer normally a chelator, it's pulling heavy metals out of the stores that uh, it's stored in, and then excreting those heavy metals through the kidneys or other systems. Uh, 
generally, and, and for me, it was very harsh on the body because you're really sh- sh- kind of shaking it up. Uh, it's been functioning for years. It has parked all these toxins, and now you're trying to pull it out very aggressively and remove them from the body. So many people are very sensitive to it. Uh, one of the elements for the, my, uh, for the protocol that I developed is slow, ongoing chelation with the right doses, small doses of chelators over a period of time. So you're very gently creating this concentration gradient um, over a period of three, four, five days where a small amount of mercury and lead is removed from your body very gently. The key is to maintain the quality of life. And also as you do it, let me just go back to the second R, you need to replenish and heal your body. You want to make sure that you administer the right supplements to your body, right? Uh, There are uh, different supplements, such as minerals that are sort of, anti-mercury, if you will. Uh, they, they, in many ways, are mercury antagonists, such as magnesium, zinc, selenium. So you want to make sure as you are detoxing yourself slowly and surely that you are administering the right support minerals to your body. So just to clarify, if you were to go to uh, a regular doctor that likes to do the IV treatment, uh, do they usually also... Uh, advise the patient to use supplements or are they mostly relying on this kind of more invasive, uh, aggressive approach? Well, they, they may, but generally speaking, they, they would uh, give you a high dose of a chelator. They may give you a high dose of glutathione. That's something that mobilizes mercury, right? And they may give you some of those minerals. But if you are looking to be gentle with your body mm-hmm. and maintain the quality of life and, and protect your kidneys, you know, I would strongly advise you to do oral type of chelation where you're having small doses over a period of time and you're slowly but surely removing that mercury from your system. And so by doing the oral chelation, you're doing it in small doses and then you're also adding a much greater amount of supplements and then natural foods that are kind of allowing your body to naturally detox the mercury out of your system rather than uh, focusing too much on uh, kind of a IV more invasive medication, is that right? Correct, correct. So you you've seen my uh, medicine cabinet or vitamin cabinet? Very familiar. <laughs> Very familiar with it. So I could tell our listeners at the height of my detox, I was probably taking uh, sixty pills a day as far as supplements. But again, I want to say that you need to be guided by the right professional. This is not to be done yourself at home. You need to have the right pr- professional practitioner guiding you and following you, making sure you, you submit your lab tests periodically. Um, so, and does, that, and does that change according to different levels or different uh, test results? Because your protocol is one, but if you are customizing a medication uh, for, if somebody were to come to your pharmacy and say, okay, uh, I would like for you to, to do a consultation for me, uh, would you customize the treatment differently for different patients? Absolutely, Sabrina. This is something that absolutely must be customized because everyone is different. We need to look at your medical history, what symptoms you're experiencing, what does your hair test tell us. We probably need to do some other tests, but every person is getting a different type of recommendation. Uh, and we will work uh, either directly with you uh, with over-the-counter supplements or if there's a need to go to prescription items, we'll get your physician involved and we'll work as a team to detox you properly. But my biggest goal is for you to maintain your quality of life and start experiencing joy again. That's wonderful. And can you talk about 
what are your uh, kind of top supplements and why you chose those as the top supplements for detoxing mercury toxicity or other metal metal toxins? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite supplements is uh, modified citrus pectin. So it's derived from um, citrus fruits and it's modified under certain pH conditions and different temperatures. And that product has been shown that it actually binds mercury and other toxins. It's a very safe product. It actually inhibits uh, what we call a rogue protein, galactin-3. So actually there's data to show that it prevents cancer or helps with prevention of cancer. So it's one of my favorite supplements, and I think everyone should consider uh, taking it, even if you have amalgam fillings. The brand name for that product is Pectosol C, and it's modified citrus pectin. I'm also a big fan of uh, mineral that I personally take, but I think everyone who has mercury toxicity should be taking that. Uh, magnesium, I take magnesium L3 on 8. It's one of the more absorbable salts of magnesium. It uh, penetrates uh, through the blood-brain barrier, so it helps with anxiety. It helps with pain if you're experiencing pain. If you have insomnia, some people report that they have literally dramatic results. They could sleep better and function better. Uh, Also, if uh, you're mercury toxic, you could probably benefit from zinc. Zinc uh, zinc is a mercury antagonist. So this is just very few. Uh, Another supplement that I really like, and it's helpful in mercury toxic people, is selenium. Um, So uh, selenium actually binds to mercury and creates this uh, complex, and then you get rid of it through urine. Absolutely. I actually remember when you started taking magnesium, uh, you significantly started becoming happier. Does magnesium have some sort of a happy euphoric effect? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, Sabrina. Yeah, uh, so the right salt of magnesium will do wonders for you. So most of folks out there, in my opinion, are magnesium deficient, especially in today's world with EMF um, or cell phones affecting and hitting our bodies uh, from all directions. So magnesium is one of those magical supplements. And for the listeners, I'll tell you this. Next time you see your doctor, ask them to test you for magnesium, but ask them for RBC magnesium test. That's uh, concentration of magnesium in red blood cells. And that will tell you the true concentration of your your magnesium. But I could tell you most people are magnesium uh, deficient. I would say probably 80%. And uh, if you're taking the right dose, Generally speaking, uh, if you're taking too much of it, your body just eliminates it because it's a water-soluble supplement. But again, you need to be tested. So yes, it does give you that uh, sense of well-being. Absolutely. If you were to uh, give advice to the listeners in terms of uh, kind of having somebody that really knows this mercury journey and uh, having somebody to kind of really guide you hold your hand through this process because to get to 50 vitamins a day, I mean, that's a a big number of vitamins to take and you want to make sure that it doesn't interact with other medications and you want to make sure that, you know, if there's any other conditions that, again, you're customizing it particularly to the patient. Can you talk about what uh, you would advise that patient as far as if they do choose to come and give you a call and of course they wanted to uh, have you consult them, we can do that. But if at uh, absolute, the very minimum, what should they absolutely do if they decide to go to their doctor, their practitioner? What steps should they take? 
Absolutely. That's a really good question, um, Sabrina. So first I would say, yes, I'll be very happy to consult uh, our listeners. So if you want to, please give us a call. and We'll be happy to guide you. But the biggest step and the most important step is for you to find the, the right practitioner. So, and in my experience, those are the practitioners that lived through the, um, through the journey, through the nightmare of mercury toxicity. So making sure that you interview them and uh, be the CEO of your health. So get educated on a topic and you lead together with your practitioner, with a qualified practitioner, you lead your journey. It's your life. So that's very, very important. Interview on the style of treatment or the protocol the doctor does uh, and ask them how many patients they've treated. Have they lived through toxicity themselves? Uh, what are their success rates? And uh, has the protocol been studied? Is there any data on that written in medical journals? Those are all very, very important topics mm-hmm. to talk about. And do you have uh, a final message to the listeners, maybe something, uh, a motivational one? Absolutely. Well, um, I love this episode because this is one of the first times that I get to share my personal journey and to share it with the world and with, with, the, with the hope that we improve health and lives of people out there. Because I know there are a lot of folks who are impacted directly or indirectly. You may know someone who is... Uh, impacted. So if you're listening to this episode and you know friends who may be uh, exposed to mercury or maybe experiencing some of the symptoms, tell them to go back and listen to it again and uh, to find the right practitioner or give us a call. We all are looking for joy and happiness and our bodies were created to be in a constant state of joy and happiness. Um, Many of us want to be rich and the reason we want to be rich is not because we want to have pieces of paper with uh, pictures of past presidents on it, but we want to be rich to experience joy and the feelings of success and happiness. And uh, it is the feeling that we go after. And I could tell you with 100% certainty that once you detox and once you remove the, these deadly nasty toxins from your body properly and surely, you will experience the state of joy that's, unimaginable just by waking up in the morning and uh, it's achievable i know you can do it take action today reach out to the right practitioner take the right steps in life and detox yourself and enjoy your life to the fullest sabrina do you have any words to say before we conclude i think that it's it's very inspirational you've lived through uh, a very difficult condition and i'm really proud and happy to say that you are uh uh, pioneer and what you've developed in your protocol. And I'm really excited that you're being able to share this with the world. I hope that this helps anyone that has uh, any of these symptoms, because at the end of the day, if, like you said, if we help one individual, then you help so many. Yes. Thank you so much. This topic is to be continued on our future shows, ladies and gentlemen. This makes it a show. My message to you is be the CEO of your own health. Be guided by an amazing practitioner, but it's your life. You lead it. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be healthy and happy. All the best. Thank you for tuning in to Prescription for Success. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Emil Haldi, next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of the program. Have a great and healthy week.